Well, how about a cool paleontology story to finish the night? This is a really interesting one, and there's a because there's a twist to this one that you'll find pretty fascinating. I found it pretty fascinating. So it begins like this. Uh, recent discoveries of mammoth bones and ghost footprints left behind by ancient peoples are adding fuel, and this is from an article, uh, to a scientific debate over whether the first humans to reach this continent may have come over much previously earlier than previously thought. Uh, Scientists generally agree that the first people to live in what is now Canada and the U.S. arrived around 10 to 15,000 years ago. But these discoveries have been dated much earlier than that, and it calls into question the timeline of this migration to North America. Uh, in a recent study, researchers detailed the discovery of two mammoth fossils, a mother and her calf, found in New Mexico. The bones have been radiocarbon dated to around 37,000 years ago, not 10 or 15,000 years ago, 37,000 years ago. And patterns of fractures on the bone show evidence that humans may have butchered them for meat. Now, joining me now is one of those researchers. Tim Rowe is a paleontologist and professor in the Jackson School of Geosciences at the University of Texas at Austin. But the twist is the two mammoth fossils were actually found on his property in New Mexico. And Tim Rowe joins me now. Thanks so much for your time. It's my pleasure. So this is, I mean, it's oddly enough, we, we did a, a story just a, about a week and a half ago about the earliest humans to be found in what would be called the oil sands area of, of northern Alberta here. And we were actually specifically talking about how long ago humans first came or people first came to this part of the world. This find pretty much turns a lot of that, what we've previously thought on its head, doesn't it? Uh, yes, yes, I'm not the first to make uh, this claim, but uh, it certainly breaks the um, conventional view uh, and, and extends it back in time almost twice as, as deep as most archaeologists would will have agreed over the last generation or so. So what did you find and how did it lead you to that to that conclusion? Well, what we found were, Two, two mammoths, a young adult female and a calf. And uh, right from the uh, outset, my, uh, my neighbor found this uh, hiking across a game trail on, on my uh, property up here in New Mexico. And what he saw was a, uh, a, a tusk. Uh, and then he found the second tusk and weathering out of a, uh, uh, a small alluvial deposit. And in front of the tusk were three broken ribs. And uh, between the ribs and the tusks was a broken uh, jawbone, a broken dentary. And so when I saw this, you know, he sent me an email and said, well, it's on your land. Come, come take a look. And, and, and what I did, it was apparent really from the start that, well, this was not a beautifully articulated skeleton that was all laid out uh, from front to back, but it's something that had been uh, uh, pretty heavily uh, broken. The ribs were broken, the piece of the jaw was broken, and the face, which holds the two tusks, was uh, broken away from the rest of the skull. And there was a lot of uh, lithic debitage, chert uh, 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 broken tools, and things like this lying on the surface. Not clear whether the stuff on the surface had anything to do with the mammoth or not. But looking just at the mammoth bones, it seemed pretty clear that this could well be a, a butcher site. That's what it looked like immediately. And um, then it became a question of, well, 
does the uh, uh, debitage, does the lithic flakes on the surface they have anything to do with the buried uh, uh, mammoth? And as we got into the excavation, we could see that, uh, well, there was a lot more to it than what we found at the surface. And that the, uh, the debitage uh, represented just a surface time averaged accumulation and that the uh, bones have been broken and buried uh, much uh, earlier. And uh, that, that was pretty much the result of uh, the conclusion of the excavation that uh, you know, the bones were broken in a pattern that looks very much like a butchered mammoth from uh, Siberia or parts of the old world going back over the last uh, uh, million years. And the tools that were used were expedient tools made out of bone. We got a few little bits and pieces of uh, a chert or flint out of the uh, a site and they, they showed that they'd been percussion impacted. It looked like they'd been handled by humans, but um, the real evidence came from the, the butchering pattern. So, so this tells you that long before conventional wisdom has that people were here on this continent, that in fact, a mammoth was butchered in what is now your backyard, essentially, or nearby at least, uh, which is remarkable. Yeah, it was a surprise. Well, I've been in the business long enough to know that Fossils can show up in the strangest places, and uh, people walk into my office uh, carrying boxes of, you know, bone fragments. Sometimes they're they think they're dinosaur eggs, and they're they're not. But about one in twenty or one in thirty brings something to me, and the general public is and the you know the discoverers of some of the most important stuff that I've seen. But it was a it's a slump block. It was on the edge of a, the wall of a canyon. It was a very unusual geological setting. I don't think anybody had ever found uh, a vertebrate fossil in a setting like this, in this region. Uh, well, you know, be careful what you uh, wish for. As I said earlier, it, it looked like a butcher site from the first day I, I saw it. And then uh, you know, take a deep breath and well, how much of it's here? And is this a one-year project? Is it a, you know, a 10 year project? Uh, uh, what have we got? And um, uh, once we got into it, uh, the, the first thing we had to do was get the, uh, uh, a date to see if the bones were suitably preserved to uh, give us a radiocarbon date. They produced a, a rich uh, supply of, of collagen, which is the stuff of your fingernails and hair. It's the protein that is often dated with radiocarbon. And it gave us this date into the 30,000s and um, the date of about 37,000. And after he, uh, my uh, co-author, Tom Stafford and John Engeld, uh, really got down on the, uh, the radiocarbon and really squeezed it for all they could get. And uh, we came up with a date of uh, about 37,000 for it. And, and that was surprising uh, given the sort of state of the art in uh, archeology span uh, today in North America. But um, you know, the, um, uh, the field of genomics has now found its way into this discussion. And uh, the geneticists have been looking at ancient DNA from uh, ancient uh, human remains in Asia and the Americas. And they've also been looking at DNA from uh, living uh, uh, indigenous people in the Americas and in Asia. And that indigenous uh, 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 signal uh, in South America and in 
Australo-Melanesia preserved a really interesting signal. It's like a thumbprint of a connection between some tribes living around the uh, uh, Amazon basin and people of uh, East Asian ancestry and uh, live in Australia, the Andaman Islands. And so the geneticists uh, in, the, in the few years leading up to this uh, site, or as we were working it, I should say, uh, developed a hypothesis that there was a, a dispersal of humans from East Asia into the Americas and that uh, their estimates based on the molecular clock uh, placed uh, humans in the Americas well, as much as 50,000 years ago. And uh, so there was a, a new paradigm emerging from uh, genomics. And um, as I was reading these articles, uh, we were also doing the excavation and analyzing the bones that came out of the excavation. And uh, these states came up and they were entirely consistent with the uh, genomic argument. Well, I should say that the, the bones in the mammoth site speak for themselves, they provide the primary evidence that this really is a butchering site. And uh, we don't have genetic evidence from uh, this particular site, but the genetic arguments, uh, you know, in, in science, you wanna test what you've got. You wanna know if there's a broader context and the genetic argument provided that broader uh, context. And, and, and so it's, uh, the, 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 two, the two areas now, the genomic uh, inquiries and, and this particular site now are consistent with the uh, idea <clears throat> that um, there was a, a dispersal of humans into the Americas long before the living Native American tribes uh, made it uh, in about 16,000 years ago. Are there any caveats at all? I know it's not always you know, it's not exact, but uh, are there any caveats to what you what you were working on in terms of whether it was or wasn't a butchery site? Well, yeah, I think in the historical inquiries, there are always caveats. I mean, I, I wasn't there. I didn't see it, you know. Of course. So we're yeah. trying to um, reconstruct what happened. And, um, and we went through all of the uh, plausible uh, options. And, um, you know, maybe it was a carnivore, some kind of scavenging, but an awful lot of research has been done on how wolves uh, uh, attack uh, animals and reduce their skeletons or how lions do, how bears do. They each do it in a different way. And uh, there's a, a very rich record of butchering in the old world. So I said going back more than a million years. And... Um, you know, it looks to me as though the um, stone technologies advance with respect to hunting, but once you've got an animal in the bag, once you've managed to kill a mammoth, and in this case, they, we don't know how the mammoths died. They're, it's possible that they ran it off the cliff. Uh, the, the site's about uh, 20 meters, 60 feet below the edge of the uh, canyon rim, and um, it's possible it ran the, the, these guys... Uh, scared and uh, herded the two mammoths over the site, and that's what killed them, herded them over the edge of the cliff. Uh, it's more likely, though, that they were on a game trail uh, leading from the canyon below the, the, the uh, riparian resources, the water from the river in the bottom of the canyon and the plants that were growing around there up to this uh, plain above. And um, 
there are a lot of animals today, the elk, the deer, the uh, bobcats that live in the area. You see them down in the uh, down at the river and up on the plains above, and um, a fairly easy thing to uh, uh, hide and ambush the uh, mammoths and process them uh, where they were uh, uh, killed. And uh, that this is a discard pile where we finish busting up the skull to get to the brains and the tongue. They just toss the uh, the, the remains in a pile, so uh, it was buried very rapidly. I'm just speculating now. It's possible that they buried it themselves to uh, uh, prevent the uh, the smell from uh, you know drawing in uh, predators, some of the big predators of, of, of the day. But um, the, the the bottom line is we we did look at all of the uh, uh, plausible uh, uh, options, plausible alternatives, the things that our colleagues presented, and none of them really fit the bill and um, none of them explained the breakage patterns. They didn't explain the peculiar circular punctures. They didn't explain the bone piling. And, and uh, uh, a lot of the old world sites, you know, once you process the big animal, take the face or the skull, if that's what's left and put it on top of the stack and brush, dust your hands together and, and walk away. It's kind of a symbolic uh, gesture. So, um, to get back to your original question, yeah, I wasn't there to see it, but um, you start lining up the plausible options. And there were some other possibilities uh, that were even tossed around. I don't know, maybe it got hit by a meteorite, but that really doesn't explain any of the patterns that we see at the site. Tim Rowe, thank you so much for uh, for your time and for explaining what was found really in your backyard. Uh, you know, an amazing place for someone in your shoes to uh, to make this kind of discovery. Well, thanks. It was my pleasure to uh, talk to you.